world's on fire, our culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, no, just comment before we uh, before we went live here. Good morning. Good morning. It's the 12th day of September, uh, 2022. Hey, Spencer, what number show is this today? Do you, you have that on the top of your head? Can you dig that thing up? Yeah, number uh, 1,716. 1,716 shows. That, that, that's unbelievable, isn't it? 1,716 shows. Wow. Get up here faithful, trying to do it, trying to do it every morning, trying to bring fresh content, trying to bring an anointing of the Holy Spirit to you, and try to help you see things from help you to see things at least the way I see them. You don't have to you don't have to agree with me. That's what I love about it is we don't we don't all agree. And uh, uh, I just I got to share with you this, and then I'll I'm gonna move on to some other stuff. I think we are in just my opinion now. Okay, I think we're in the most critical three week period maybe in the history of my life right right now. And I didn't I didn't talk a whole lot about it on Monday. I'm sorry, on Friday. But I think there's great, great significance to the queen having having died. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Which old witch, the wicked witch. I, you know, as we sit over here in the good old US of A, I can't believe how many people are actually, how do I say this in a way that sounds nice? Who are actually mourning the death of the queen. Amen. As if the, as as if the uh, as if the monarchy is a good thing, right? Huh? And the the incredible thing I didn't talk a whole lot about the other day is uh, she was she was coronated or whatever whatever happened to her, whatever however you become queen. <clears throat> she became queen about the same time I was born. I'm, I'll be seventy years old in November. It's two months, isn't it? And our whole lives, most of you, if you're watching this show right now, your whole life has never been another. Another monarch in England except Queen Queen Elizabeth. She's been it for our whole life, our whole life. And we've become kind of content with her, the idea, yeah, whatever it is. We have a kind of a love-hate affair with, with the monarchy and all that kind of stuff. And the question, you know, I said this to some people this weekend. They looked at me like they got, they got seven eyes. But I'm just going to ask you something. Uh, uh, have we ever really come under, out from under the control of Great Britain? Have we ever have we ever really come out from under the control of it? Remember they said there was a day when uh, <clears throat> the sun never set on the British Empire. And all you have to do is go back and look at the uh treaty of was it the Treaty of Paris when we when we uh when the Revolutionary War was over, the war for independence was over. You know, we never really declared victory. We never really we never the treaty never really granted us freedom. Well, I'm gonna get I gotta be careful because I'll go so deep you guys will be scratching your head. We never really, really gained uh, independence. We can't have a treaty. We came to an agreement. Did the United States ever really become free and independent states? Uh, I don't know. We think we think we did, didn't we? We think we did. 
you know, we're still under the American Bar Association, right? A lot, lot of crazy things going on, friends. So, so the reason, reason I'm even saying this, because I want you to ponder, I want you to look around. There is unbelievable significance to the death of Queen Elizabeth. Because even over in England, they don't, uh, they don't have a whole lot of respect for Prince Charlie, who now is going to be King Charles III or something like that, right? Even, even the Britons, Brits don't have a whole lot of respect for that guy. I saw an article the other day, uh, yesterday maybe it was, last night, that uh, talked uh, talk about maybe him even abdicating the throne and handing it off to, uh, would it be Harry? <laughs> who, whoever, kind of skipping over him. He's 75 years old himself. So if the sun never sits on the British Empire, <clears throat> and we think about, uh, come on, go back with me, all those bloodline names, all those bloodline families, we go back and trace all this. Is this a watershed moment in world history right now or not? 70 years, friends. Think about this. 70, how long is 70 years? Color TV. When she became queen, there wasn't even color TV. Hmm? Oh, we had telephones, maybe. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have video. We didn't have mass communication. We didn't, a lot of things we didn't have when she became queen. And where does the world sit today? With the abdicate, no, I'm sorry, with the with her passing and King Charlie, King Charlie come. Is there enough people coming in the world, folks? And a lot of different reasons. And I don't want to get into the debate. Somebody said, well, she's been dead for three years and hear all those rumors and all that stuff's going on. All I know this is that <clears throat> when the president of the United States is elected, the first two people, well, among the first two people it goes and greets is the king of England or the queen, the monarchy. And the Pope. And uh, as hard as this may be for all of us to understand, there's some type of connection there. There's an upheaval coming in the world like we have never seen. A battle between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. I've got to ask you this. I want you to ponder this. Was the queen a good girl or a bad girl? Was she one of us or was she on the other side? Where does the queen line up as far as the Bilderbergers and the, all those uh, New World order, order King, the Psalm 2, kings of this world conspiring against the Lord and the anointed? Is there really a power shift that that's, has an earthquake actually taken place and we haven't felt the tremors of it yet? I'm not here to, to speculate one way or another. But I said before, as I opened the show, between now and October 1st, now look, Joe Silver's out there, Craig's out there, a lot of people out there that can tell you the significance from a, from a feast perspective on what we're coming up here in the month of September, what's ahead of us. Which, by the way, is one of the reasons we're going to go to, to uh, Gettysburg for our prayer and repentance because of the significance of the weekend of the 24th, 25th, 26th of September. Deep, deep spiritual significance. And I just want you to know that uh, London Bridge has fallen down. Whatever that means, folks, whatever that means, that that rock, that 70-year rock of that queen over there, Queen Bee. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Yeah, the Queen Bee's dead. Got anybody, anybody? Stephanie, you out there? I'm not, yeah, Stephanie out there. What happens in a beehive when the queen bee dies, Stephanie? Huh? 
It's what the next happened? line up. Next man uh, up. He's going to be yeah. worse than the last one. I'm telling you, friends. I'm telling you, son, there's something. We are in, we are in um, unbelievable times. Exciting time to be alive, actually. Exciting time. I'm going to be 70 here in November. What is today? Is this, this September? I get two months. I'll be 70 years old. I'm right. Wow, 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 wow. Hey, listen, real quickly. <clears throat> Craig, Mel, uh, whoever. That's not uh, uh, just a little bit more information on our event coming up at uh, at Gettysburg. Go to the LibertyActionNetwork.org. Good, you got it right there. That's good. You can click on that. Click on that. It takes you right to the Liberty Action Network. <clears throat> and uh, look, I've been busy all weekend, and I got a great team of Mel and Craig and uh, Bobby Lee and some others that are working together to put this put this thing together. And I'm going to tell you that uh, we're already almost. Uh, we got very few rooms left already. Now you can, you can get rooms at local hotels or whatever, but this uh, proclaiming September twenty twenty two a month of of uh, prayer and fasting and humiliation. This thing's up and running, and I notified a bunch of uh, bunch of uh, what what would I say other podcast hosts. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people about this. Now, friends, if you can't make it to Gettysburg, that's good. That's all fine. That's fine. We're going to be there uh, twenty three twenty four. Actually, I'm not probably not going to be there until Saturday, whatever that would be, 24th. Well, we've got a, something else going on here. Anyway, why would I say that? I don't know if I did. Um, we would like you, if you can't make it, we would like you to join us on the on the 20, on the the 26th for your own prayer and fasting ceremony, wherever you would be. Even if it's only five or ten of you at your local, uh, your local courthouse or your local school, whatever it would be, all across, all across America. Jump in there and help us with this. And we got the word out to a lot of a lot of people yesterday. You know, <clears throat> we don't win because we don't play as a team very well. We don't play as a team. I look how hard the, the resistance chicks worked on their event in uh, in Plymouth, Massachusetts this last weekend. And uh, God bless them for how hard. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot going on, isn't it? And we understand it. So we would just encourage uh, those of you who want to come to be part of that huddle, the 23rd uh, is Friday. I don't really know why you need to be there on the 23rd. 24, 25, then Monday the 26th is when we have the actual uh, prayer and gathering and all that kind of stuff and broadcast from there, et cetera, et cetera. So just want to keep you aware of that. And Jeff now, even out there in uh, wherever you are, Fallon, you can get together and do a little huddle. And, and uh, everywhere you are, everywhere we all are, let's try, try to get involved with this thing, try to make it happen. Mel, I see you got your hand up. Come on in here real quick. And, Maybe kind of fill us in with a little bit of stuff that I forgot. Yeah. So um, if you could go to the the main page on the website, Spencer, that would be great. But yeah, I was following the resistance chicks this weekend, and I think it's really critical that you know we're all being called kind of in the same you know direction. No, you couldn't, you couldn't be more you couldn't be more right. Everybody's hearing the same call, aren't they? Yeah, and you know, the resistance chicks, what they did this weekend is they restored the covenant, you know, when when the um, the separatists and the pilgrims came to America, you know, they they created a covenant with God. And so um, the resistance chicks being there this weekend and renewing that covenant again, that's amazing. It really dovetails very nicely with what we're doing. If you go down on that page, Spencer, just a little bit, um, keep going down towards the bottom. Um, Keep going, keep going. Okay, keep going, keep going. All right, stop there. Okay, stop there. Okay, so um, you can also see that there's this group, the National Day of Repentance, and they have this day of prayer and repentance scheduled for the 25th. 
which again dovetails very perfectly. If you notice just above there where the, the PDF link says a, repent, a repentance service, this is something that you can do. If you can't make it to Gettysburg, um, there's a repentance service that you can do. You can give to your church. You can do it in your home church. You can do it with your family. It's a service that's been laid out by this National Day of Prayer and Repentance. So we're we're building resources here. I know Chad is working too on an effort to, you know, do Gettysburg where you are. And so we're going to be adding that here. Craig is really working on the details for the Gettysburg events. As soon as I get those, you know, we have to handle that in two different ways. We have to handle it for the past assault ministry, like, you know, the three days staying at the manor and all that. We also have to message that out to people who aren't part of past assault. You know, how can people join in with us if they live in the New England area and just want to come? So um, anyway, we're kind of managing all that right now. As soon as we get that, that ready to go, we'll update that. But um, yeah, so I would say, you know, encourage people to join us in prayer and fasting for the month but then you know also aim at you know september 25th and then you know the 26th too and we've got some resources here and like i say the resources will be growing amen amen hey craig uh, real quickly uh, you weren't in here earlier i'm not i'm not scolding you uh i'd like you to could you join me for 20 minutes or so on my bridey on show to talk about the spiritual significance of what we're doing, Craig, and yeah. why this, why this, why this time is so important. In fact, Craig, take a couple minutes here right now and just tell again, without all the zeros, why this, why this time is so significant. Well, let, let me let me just first start with what Mel's Mel's doing, and and I just want to say, you know, uh, appreciate your uh, your patience and some of this because we're going to ask for a little bit of grace, you know. This is this is two weeks. <laughs> We're only two weeks into this, and I I can't tell you how much Mel's put into it. Silver, myself, Bobby Lee, and others, yeah. and and you know we're, we're just telling all we're just telling all this together. We're trying to get the idea and and here this this National Day of Repentance, right? John Diamond sent me this email that someone's doing this, and and I was like, oh my gosh, that's like amongst two or three witnesses. There's a pastor in California. That's doing something very, very similar. And, and what instead of sitting there in our little silos, like we always talk about, we're like, sir, will you please come alongside of us? Will you get on the Liberty Action Network? Can we develop this Liberty Action Network like you and Mel and some others have said, wow, this is a this is a this is a go-to place for future events. So that's the first thing. The next thing I think that, you know, and, and maybe this talking over here with you and most of the group is I think. As, as, as we're building up that Sunday, you know, for the churches through helping the National Day of Repentance is, is, you know, what have we always been? We've been the boots on the ground, right? And so Monday, we're commemorating 161 years ago to the day that Abraham Lincoln did that proclamation. So, you know, that's that's kind of the, the flow of what I think we need to go with on that, um, with, with uh with pushing forward with that. And the other thing is, is, you know, like most of the rooms have probably been spoken for right now, but so continue to email me if you're planning on going because we have air mattresses and stuff and I'm, I'm going to be working all day getting emails back to Gary Pierce and others so he can get that on your website. And it's a little bit more clear. That's the first thing. Uh, the, the second thing is, is all right. You know, the thing about the, 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 Hebrew calendar sometimes we go as a, okay, well, that was just for the Jews. That, that, that's just, you know, for them. Okay. That's, that's the Levitical priesthood. All right. God operates on his timetable. 
he gave his timetable to the Hebrew Israel nation. Okay. That doesn't change. He doesn't change in that. Okay. And, and because Jesus came along, he said, you know, I didn't come to nullify the commandments. I came to fulfill them. All right. Amen. He trashed the old Testament. So, okay. Everything that there's a new covenant. There's no doubt about it, but it has, it's a salvation thing, you know, and it's no, it's not, we're not under the Levitical law about this, this, and this, but conceptionally that hasn't changed. And God, judges nations he judges peoples he judges individuals on seven year time blocks and he does it at the end of his year and the end of his year is the last day of elul 29 into tishri 1 tishri 1 is the new marking of time that god uses and that's coming uh, september 26th september 27th 28 because technically but- it's the By only the way, it's the only Hebrew feast because they they say you can't start this until you can see the the sliver on the moon. Okay, that that's how they mark the feast. That's when it starts. They don't just say, okay, Tishri two is this feast. Other feasts are okay. Nisan fourteen. That's the Passover. That's established like your birthday. That's established. This is only. By the way, the- Craig. By the way, Craig. Let me let me interrupt you here for a second. I saw uh, I was reading something earlier this weekend that said that they believe that maybe somewhere between the 25th and the 28th of, of September probably was the birth of Jesus Christ. Not, not certainly not Christmas. Well, I, I would probably say it was probably closer really to September 11th, because if you add up the days, okay, what, when, remember Jesus, you know, observed all seven feasts, but he did this one thing where he went and he observed, it's called Hanukkah, the Feast of, of Lights. That was not anything that was given to Moses. That was in commemoration of when the Maccabees got the temple back. They put the candle in, a te- uh, the uh, can- the lampstand candle, and it burned for eight days. I believe that if you if you actually do the math of gestation and everything like that, it would be pretty close to around Christmas time where we observe till the early September when Jesus was born. Okay. So anyways, uh, but getting back to it, you know, this is, this is really important because this is how God marks his time. And the the thing is, is God not only looks at your last year, but he does things in, in group time. And if you think about, you know, your school, when you went, when, when you went to high school, you came out with an average GPA for four years. So what God's doing is he's going to look back over the last seven years in America, he's going to look back in the last seven years and in Russia, the whole world gets this whole review, if you will. And he's going to say, okay, where have you guys been in the last seven years? And not only that, every 50th year, which would be seven, seven year cycles. Okay. The, the 49th end of the 50th year is called the Jubilee year. And By the way, Craig, wasn't, wasn't this the 21st anniversary of 911? Yes. That's three sevens, isn't it? It's good. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, so there's significance. So this is a jubilee. In, in my opinion, this is a jubilee year. And so people will people will get into uh, a discussion, uh, you know, a brotherly discussion. Well, when is a jubilee year? Because we don't know. You know, we don't have this. If we had the start date of everything, we could add the numbers and we'd know where we're at. So people go back and forth. Well, how do we know this is a jubilee year? The reason that I feel that this is a Jubilee year is because it goes back to 1973 when uh, Israel conquered the the Golan Heights because they got attacked on Yom Kippur, 
okay, by the Syrians, a surprise attack, and they 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 prevailed and they got this land back. And guess what? That's just where Mount Hermon happens to be, where the watchers mm. fell, okay? And the UN has this, it's their highest uh outpost. Uh, military outpost for the United Nations as an observation. And what I feel is, is that 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 regenerated the basic land structure that the 12 tribes had. It wasn't the 1966-67 beginning of the Jubilee where they got the Temple Mount under control. So if you go from 79 or 1973 and add, guess what? You had 49 years, guess what? You come to 2022, all right? Oh, hey, folks, hey, Craig, don't drag us in the weeds. Something significant here, right, folks? Something significant's going on. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Uh, Mr. Zero, he'd get me tied up in all those numbers, and him and Steve Deck, they can sit around, they can argue about the numbers all they want to, and I believe there's significance there. I believe there is. Well, the, because- the big thing about the Jubilee, Coach, okay, this is what we need to understand, okay? They were, families were given, were, God gave them the land. He did not give the, he gave the land to a family. He did not give it to an individual. You could not sell that land and say, okay, I'm going to, that was for your family. So the Jubilee year is when they, it was a resetting. It was a real big resetting because you, it it went back to the family. Okay. And so that's why I think this financial reset has everything to do. Okay. Okay. So, so hang on here, folks, because the new world order, the new world order, order is centrally located around the queen i'm sorry if you don't get i'm sorry i'm sorry if you don't get this folks the new world order that all those names that we all know associated with the new world order are associated with the crown folks that's why the death in my opinion the death of the queen is so significant you with me on that craig well, Coach, she just celebrated her Jubilee year, okay? <laughs> this year, you go back and look at the news. So when I saw all this going on, these are just like little confirmations. She had this big yeah. thing over the summer about her Jubilee. This is her 50th year. Uh, it's her 70th year, but it's a 50-year period. So I called it Okay, Jubilee. so listen, I'm not telling all of you to go sell, sell everything because the rapture is coming. I'm just telling you, there's a significant, we are in the midst of a significant, can I show you something here real quick? Pull up, uh, which one would it be? Uh, uh, I think I get it. No, no, no. Did I not put that in there? Never mind. Forget I said it. Forget I said it. And that's just a, a lot, lot of crazy stuff going on. I, I, Craig, bless you, man. I want to move on. We'll talk more about this today on my Bridey On Show. I don't want to get buried in these weeds, okay? Mel again, then Roger. Go ahead. So we should be celebrating Christ's birthday. If his birthday is on 9-11, we're here at 9-12. So happy birthday, Jesus. Amen. No no presents under my tree. Roger, go ahead. Is anybody aware of any public statements by the queen using the word Jesus Christ, our Lord? You know what I'm saying? They talk about her Christian faith. I don't recall any public statement confirming Christ as the son of God. Has anybody ever heard her say that while she was living? Well, I think we have to be, uh, I would say no, but I think we have to be careful because we don't know everything that she said, Roger. I, I would say this. Well, I, <clears throat> there are a lot I, Dave, I, under, I understand that, but when you're a public figure like that, and when you have such influence, if Christ is important to you, you're going to mention it some in public. Uh, yes, I, I, 
The reason I said that, Roger, is I think I've seen some quotes of some things she said. But listen, I don't what what they say in their mouth don't yeah. I don't I don't know, man. Huh? <laughs> Bible says they praise me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So so I don't know. Listen, folks, uh, this is me. Sorry, me. Do you guys believe Queen Elizabeth was a born again Christian? Sorry, ain't buying that one. <laughs> Sorry, just not just not buying that one. So, uh, you, can, you know, I'm with you, Roger. You can say whatever you want to, and it just doesn't necessarily make it so. And I got distracted here by a, a great uh, – Stephanie said, uh, uh, come on up here. My, I got to get a new phone. Stephanie said uh, September 23rd is also the fall equinox. So, so we're right in the middle of all that mess again, huh? right in the middle of it. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Mike, go ahead, Mike. Hey, but hang on. Hey, folks, listen, listen. Please hear me. They're almost giving away gold and silver. They're almost giving it away. The price is price continues to not move hardly at all, if not drop a little bit. And the reason for that drop in price, the reason it's being manipulated, is because the powers of be are trying to get all the gold and silver. And once they get all the gold and silver, then the price is going to go and it's going to skyrocket. You know, we're at the verge of a financial reset. Whatever that looks like, who knows what it's going to be. I'm going to tell you this, your American dollars aren't going to be worth a whole lot. So if you have some money laying around in the bank and you think that's going to get you through, <clears throat> I'm just trying to give you fair warning. I've tried to get something more tangible. Now, Mike, you can come in on top of that. Okay, Coach. Here's, uh, we got to remember also that there's a date coming up that's very important also, and that's September 17th. That's when the Constitution was ratified. Oh. And also, George... <laughs> Uh, Bush, the last uh, President Bush, uh, he declared the 17th a day in the public school system that they would teach about the Constitution, which they don't, for the most part, do anymore, if they ever did it. I don't, I don't follow. Jeff Klein would have more of an understanding about that than I do. But also, we have to remember, too, the English pound sterling, where all of our monetary structure came from since that was declared that the pound sterling is, and, and our constitution says our money will be gold and silver. There's nothing about fiat, paper money, and all those things. Also, uh, I sent you a text message yesterday that Ron Paul on his website yeah. said, uh, governments will return to gold, not because they want to, but out of desperation. What does that tell you? It tells you that when they do that, that's when I believe prices are going to go uh, wherever they're going to go. And I don't have a crystal ball, and uh, I don't have a direct connection to any of that. But I'm just saying there's, there's a lot of things mm-hmm. happening this month. A lot going on. I'm, there's a lot going on. A lot, lot going on. By the way, did you just say they – oh, man, they just declared a 17-day of Prince Charles – oh, sorry, King Charles – <clears throat> just declared a 17-day morning of of Queen Elizabeth. 17 days. There's that number again. Significance. 17 days of mourning for the Queen. Joanne, you were in here, then you jumped out. I think it was you. Did you want to come back in? Was I seeing things? Well, you were seeing things. What's that? I'm just going to make a quick statement of, you know, how they throw their gold and silver in the streets. Yes, ma'am. 
maybe that's what we're seeing right now. Not that they're literally doing it, but they're making it so easy to just pick it up. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's unbelievable how cheap it is. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how cheap it is. So hey, do whatever, do what you will there. Also, Craig, it was supposed to get us. Isn't isn't the aren't the gold and silver supposed to come to, like giving it to the Christians? I don't know. Well, it says the wealth, wealth of the sinners, wealth of the sinners stored up for the righteous. Right. It also says that they'll be trading a a, a wheelbarrow full of uh, of coins, right? So uh, who who knows what all this means? Just I would tell you this: that the American dollar is paper, and just uh, just act accordingly. That's all I would say. It's scary, right? It's scary to think about that, but it's it's the reality of it. Reality. Craig, come on. Then we'll shift gears a little Charles, bit. Charles uh, has said at the official state funeral, it's going to be a bank holiday. <laughs> He's going to close the banks down. So, and I don't know exactly when that date is. I was looking around for it. I don't. Maybe someone else knows, but that's upcoming. So they're going to close the banks down in England. So, so we have to ask ourselves, folks, how can. Uh, Listen, for ceremonial idea, right? We're kind of past uh, the crown, the monarchy, are we? Aren't we kind of past that? And to see that they're going to try to now, uh, I mean, you're going to try to continue this thing on as the heart of the new world order. I, I, I Listen, I don't, want to get, I don't want to get wrapped up in this. Just have your eyes open and see and understand exactly what's going on. I do want to show you this real quick. Put up Bush 911. This is kind of significant. Hey, Bobby Lee, out there, Bobby? I'm kind of with Bobby Lee. I'm going to uh, yeah, just freeze yeah, it. Up here. Up here. Hey, Bobby, so you, so you went to the 911 Museum, and they didn't even mention the third tower. Is that right, Bob? Well, I, yeah, I guess it was about three or four years ago by now. But I went there, nothing, no mention of it. You couldn't take any video or pictures in in the uh, the museum itself. That's why I got such, uh, I don't know, not very good footage. But uh, it was remarkable, mind-blowing. And then to top it all off, as I'm leaving, I look at a couple of the workers that are there. I was thinking, so if I say uh, Building 7, do you know what I'm talking about? And they didn't. Have, they had no idea what I was talking about. The people that work there. They had no idea. Most Americans don't have any idea. Most Americans have no, I ought to do a show on that, right? The Engineers for Truth, 911 Engineers for Truth, whatever their name was, they all said it couldn't have No way. There's no way these towers came down unless... 21 years ago, they had high-energy-directed weaponry that we don't know about, folks. Hmm? Now we look around and understand exactly what's going on with this, these high-energy weapons that 21 years ago seemed like George Jetson. I want you to watch this. This is very, very short. This is George Bush on September 11th. And uh, remember, he was sitting in a classroom, and the teacher was doing a team, team reading thing. This ain't fake, folks. Listen to the words that the class is reading as George Bush sits there. Go ahead and play that. Look at the letter at the end and remember the sound it makes. Get ready. Pipe. Yes, pipe. Get ready to read this word the fast way. Get ready. Key. Yes, key. Sound it out. Get ready. Key. Sound it out. Get ready. Key. What word? Key. Yes, get. Boys and girls, sound this word out. Get ready. Steel. What words? Steel. Yes, steel. Read these words the fast way. Get ready. Play. Yes, play. Get ready. Must. Yes, must. Let's read these words the fast way without making a mistake. Get ready. Kite. Yes, kite. Get ready. Kick. Yes, kick. Get ready. Steel. Yes, steel. Get ready.
page 153. Wow, huh? Steel, plain, kite. Hey, I don't put anything past those guys. Okay, I'm going to shift gears. Go ahead, Reggie, real quickly. Then I'm going to switch gears. Coach, what's that? That's called is coding. And they've been yeah. doing it since they had television. And they've been doing it live in front of us for a very long time. People just don't understand that, nor do they know or okay. understand decoding or how to decode it. That's what that's called. Amen. There's messages that are being sent to those who understand it right over the top of those who don't. Now, that is the ultimate, uh, uh, what did I say, conspiracy theory. But, folks, that kind of stuff's happening. Okay, let me, I'm going to move on, but let me let me get, uh, uh, is that Jerry? Jerry and then Joe, go ahead. Oh, I find amazing. Hey, what you pray, my wife just said. Hang on, then. get ready. Go ahead. What I find amazing is our American brothers and sisters still believe that 19 men are responsible for those buildings falling. <laughs> With box cutters, right, right. Right. Um, amazing, isn't it? It is. Joe Allen, go ahead. And here's another caveat. How does metal turn into dust while it's falling? High energy weaponry. High energy weaponry. That's what I would say. Right? It's conspiracy theory, but I, listen, I, I, I call them the way I'm seeing them. I don't care who laughs. I don't care. Go ahead, Dale. Well, Coach, when does a hollow aluminum disintegrate reinforced the hardened reinforced metal and reinforced concrete with rebar? How does a hollow tube, right, of aluminum crush that? Dale, listen, Dale, your conspiracy theory, and we're not going to go there on this show. Brother, I'm in the book of Daniel. You know what they thought about Daniel? That he was a conspiracy too. When yeah. he gave the revelation to the king, Guess what, brother? History can be what history is, but when you got God's eye view, brother, it's a real deal. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, I'm gonna switch gears. This is for the women out there. Okay, this is in honor of women today. Pull up for me if you can. There uh, says Jack Cashel. I read this on Friday, and I, I just started screaming. I just started screaming. So bear with me as we go down through this because this is really, really important. Jack Cashel, who we've had on the show before. Why educated liberal women are the real threat to our republic. This is really powerful, friends. When last Thursday night Joe Biden told America that Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans threatened the very foundations of our republic, he missed the point. The real threat comes from the unlikeliest of suspects, educated liberal females, or else, for short. Folks, we want to talk about the destruction of America by educated liberal females, the women's movement, the Jezebel women's movement. Stop a minute. My wife and I have a wonderful relationship of 42 years. I love her. She loves me. We are in a co-equal marriage, but I am the decision maker. It protects my entire family. I'm not above her. I'm not more important than her, but I'm a man. I'm the head of my house because that's the way the Lord designed it, okay? Remember that as we go through this. And those of you who want to suck on your thumb, think I'm putting down women. Go suck on your thumb. 
The elves are the real are the, are the women who proudly vote Democrat regarding of soaring inflation, rising gas prices, rampant crime in the streets, the unchecked flood of illegals, and oppressive COVID policies that have in of irreparably damaged all children, the poor most notably. Stay with me, folks. This is some good stuff here, okay? If NBC's polling from April is to be believed, this the these elves, these single women, by the way, white women, single white women, if it's to believe they are the only Democratic cohort more favorably inclined to Democrats in 2022 than in 2018. Joe, Joe Biden's base is these unmarried, liberal, college-educated women, okay? Stay with me here. That's why Biden last week appealed to their paranoia when he talked about the MAGA, yada, yada. What made this pitch strategic is his target's audience proven susceptibility to fear-based propaganda. Stay with me. It's going someplace. At the core of the elf's vulnerability is their ignorance, if not the top. Certainly among the masses, this should not surprise us. Everywhere and always, men have performed better on political knowledge tests than women, just as conservatives routinely outperform liberals and independents. Conservatives, for the most part, think and analyze liberals emote. Liberals are controlled by their emotions. Are you picking it up here, folks? Mm. That's what, In my mind, it's because we have the mind of Christ. They don't have the mind of Christ. That's that's just how I would say it, okay? So avoiding the obvious answer, namely that men and women being different have different interests, researchers have spent millions of tax dollars on the improbable and irrelevant. Among the most popular hypotheses is that women are more risk-averse than men and thus on tests are less likely to guess under conditions of uncertainty. For some reason, it is more acceptable to stereotype women as risk-averse than politics-averse. In fact, women writ large are likely both. We're going somewhere. Hang on. Uh, this guy does a survey. Okay, yada, yada, keep going. going. The, the data suggests that formal education may actually increase the knowledge gap between men and women. Listen to this. Education makes women dumber, is what he's saying here, okay? There are reasons why this is so. Historically, married women have tended to vote more conservatively than their unmarried peers. Spousal influence pays a role in their voting, but so does the added awareness of real issues that comes with raising a family and owning a home. Let me stop you right there. A woman becomes a different creature when she has a child. Up until that point, a woman's life, all of us really, really, but women in particular, women's concerns are about them and the society and the culture and their rights. And then all of a sudden they have a little baby and things begin to change a little bit when they have a child. Raise your hand out there if your life changed when you had your first child. Sure, okay. So, okay, so here, stay here. Today, however, more than a third of college-educated women are childless. Think about that. One-third of college-educated women have never had a child. Then, two, marriage rates among the educated continue to decline as they have for over 40 years, while the age of first marriage continues to increase. In 2020, one, the average age for a woman's first marriage was 28.6 years. Nine years later than just 60 years ago. 
Are you guys are you guys picking this up? Are you picking this up? All right. So women, the average woman's getting married at 28.6 when it used to be just under 20 when they first their first marriage. In the not too distant past, women attended college with the expectation of, of finding a spouse, right? Give me a thumbs up, women. It's okay to tell the truth. Today they would have much better luck hanging out at a construction site if they want to find a man. As late as 1970, there were five men for every four women in America's four-year colleges. Used to be five men, four women in the colleges. By the fall of 2021, there were almost two women for every man in college. Think about that. There are two women for every one man in college. Once in college, the progressive grooming that began discreetly in high school now publicly and proudly moves to center stage. A study of faculty voter registration at 40 leading U.S. universities showed that a more to 10 to 1 ratio of Democrats to Republicans. That's college professors are 10 to 1 liberal Democrats teaching unmarried liberal women. Anybody picking up this? Anybody see what's going on? In some fields, there are no Republican professors at all. Lacking a male counterpoint in their lives and often majoring in subjects such with a social justice agenda, women enter the political arena not so much uninformed as misinformed. Given that communications, journalism, faculty members, journalism, communications, 20 to 1 Democrat in colleges. 20 to 1. You go to journalism school, it'll be 20 to 1 Democrats. And the media these young elves consume will only reinforce the biases nurtured in college. The elves fail to see how they have been propagandized. They read the New York Times, other establishment media, thinking them the gospel. Those elves are less keen on reading rely on media outlets even more biased than the times. As to friends and family who offer alternative points of view, listen, these elves, these uh, liberal women will always answer this way. Where did you hear that, Fox News? Elves don't want to know about the border crisis or the recession or Hunter's laptop and their media obliges them. The social media allowed alternative voices to bleed through. The elves are the first to demand that those voices be silenced. Look what's out in front of abortion clinics. Look what's standing out in front of abortion clinics. It's these young, unmarried, unpregnant women. The dangers that elves posed to constitutional government became all too evident in the black swan year of 2020. With the onset of COVID, elves quickly found themselves in the grip of what Belgian psychologist Desmond calls mass formation psychosis. Think about the teachers, the elementary school teachers, unmarried kindergarten teachers, first grade, second grade, third grade. Think about the new uh, public school teachers teaching English in, uh, in ninth grade and 10th grade. Wow. Demma says in the surprise bestseller, it is in essence a kind of group hypnosis that destroys individuals' ethical self-awareness and robs them of their ability to think critically. My, my, my. 
Hey, Chad Estes would say, your emotions will betray you. And women are being trained emotionally devoid of ethical self-awareness. It was the elves that emerged as our Karens. You guys know what Karens are, right? Karens are, are that's what we're talking about. What made them truly annoying was their belief, given their education, that the Karens knew more than people they were hectoring. They didn't. <laughs> if proof were needed, a study of 35,000 U.S. adults revealed that a shocking 41%, listen to this, a shocking 41% of Democrats believed that 50% of those who contacted COVID ended up in the hospital. These women believe that 50% of people who got COVID ended up in the hospital, and the truth was it was between 1% and 5%. Who do you think's getting vaccines? Who do you think's passing? Who do you think's pushing vaccines? <sighs> Through their control of the teachers' unions, oh, boy, I'd go there. Else have outsized influence on Democratic Party politics. Deeply misinformed about COVID's impact, elves use their influence to lock down schools as long as they possibly kid, could. School kids, especially the less affluent, will never recover. Wow. In her essential book, Amy Wolf reveals how her affluent liberal tribe behaved during the COVID years. It wasn't pretty. The new authoritarians resisted information outside approved channels and smugly oppressed the working people who dared question the government. Wolf documents in lived experience what Desmond described as a profound intolerance of dissident voices and pronounced susceptibility to pseudo-scientific information and propaganda. Somebody say, Coach, this is so good. You need to go back and you need to go back and read this, folks. So read and read some of the links. In May 220, in May 220, as the joke goes, people had to take down their COVID decorations to prepare for George Floyd season. My office in Kansas City overlooked the staging area for the largely peaceful protest that would ravage our city. On the first day, I watched young men with out-of-state license plates unload heavy backpacks from their cars. They knew what they were doing. But the elves didn't have a clue. That evening, driving home, I passed the park where the protesters were gathering. And to my surprise, the crowd was overwhelmingly white and female. The unintentional death of a chronic felon at the hands of four police officers of three different races in a progressive city in a Democrat state was indicative of nothing. George Floyd, however, cried out, Mama! at the end, and that was prompting enough for the elves to get swept up in one more self-destructive mania. The men would do most of the damage in the streets, $2 billion damaged, but the elves would do the lasting damage to our institution. Those with access to Fox Nation would do well to watch Carlton's, Tucker Carlson's interview with Nicole Levette a liberal family law attorney in Philadelphia in the immediate wake of George Floyd's death, her organization, like others everywhere, showed its commitment to social justice by creating what Leva calls a racially hostile work environment permeated with discriminatory insults and stereotypes. 
Levitt had the courage to blow the whistle on the Maoist nonsense, but her colleagues wouldn't have anything to do with it. I don't know if I need to keep reading or not here. Folks, this, this is such a, there it is. Okay. Women may in fact be risk averse as researchers suggest. How else to explain, for example, the silence of so many female Ivy League swimmers forced to compete against a man. Here, too, a pseudo-scientific indoctrination propaganda overwhelmed common sense. And this is just one reason mania out of Oh, mania. okay. In November, we can hear you, Rochelle. In November, Biden needs the elves to vote in okay. mass. Michelle, we can hear you. This will happen only if they remain ignorant of the things that should worry them, the border, crime, inflation, and scared silly of things that need not. Something tells me that the producers of Biden's Nuremberg-style spectacle knew exactly what they were doing. There it is. There it is! Elves! Elves! Of course they want to kill babies. They've never been parents. Boom. Their whole life has been about them. Their whole life. Their whole life they've heard about how women are oppressed and women's live and men are aggressive and men are want to put women down and misogynistic. And this block of these women, how old did it say it was? 20, they don't get married till they're 29 years old. I wonder how many of them are virgins. Come on in, Paul. So my uh, weekly letter talks about Dunning-Kruger effect, kind of a Nobel Prize study. Um, I I hope you guys will kind of take a peek and start to understand where this is all coming from. These young people just haven't had the life experience and wisdom. And I, I caution everybody because the truth is that uh, we all suffer from Dunning-Kruger effect, which means the more we realize, the more we don't know. And that's a classic thing. And it happens in medicine and everything. So don't be too hard on these young girls. I see them every day and some of it well-meaning. They just don't have the wisdom. And uh, all we can do is pray, guys. Because, listen, would anybody agree with this? Women are emotional. Women are emotional. I'm going to bust out my wife today. I'm sorry, honey. Michelle and I had an argument because she made some bacon on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, one of those mornings. And it was a special bacon because she's on kind of a special diet. God bless her. I love her so much. And she left the bacon there on the plate, and guess what happened? I ate it. And my wife never gets mad. My, I, I had this conversation with her. All right, I bought her flowers yesterday. I said, sorry, I ate your bacon. I bought her some flowers. <laughs> But women are emotional, right? Women are emotional. And so the job of a man is to control a woman in emotional moment. Say, honey, things are going to be okay. Uh, We'll make it through this, yada, 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 yada. And for the most part, that is the way God created women. Right? And what are they telling us? They're telling us in this perfect makeup of God creating man and woman, that man isn't supposed to be who he was designed to be, and the woman isn't supposed to be who she was designed to be. 
the woman is supposed to be the boss or at least equal. Oh, my goodness. Go back and read this. And, folks, check, put it in the chat, and then check the links and read some of the statistics that he puts out there. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. Go ahead, Rochelle. Myra, I know I've forgotten you. I'll get you in here at the end. Go ahead. Go ahead, Rochelle. Thanks, Coach. Um, So I had heard an article talking about the woke white women, and they were over 93% um, educated white women have been triple vaxxed. So it's really scary. Yeah. They broke it down by the numbers, and it just blew me away. Right. Uh, Stephanie just texted me. She said uh, uh, most they don't get married till later, but in the meantime, most have sex with multiple partners. (laughs) Right. We know that, right? They have sex with multiple partners without any remorse because they think sex is love because they're broken inside. Boy, is that ever true. Reggie. Thanks, Coach. The natural creation of God, the way he made man and woman, is supposed to be a perfect balance. We are emotional creatures, and we think that way. That's why we're nurturers, and we're very protective. I read an article so long ago in regards to, I think it was like the Russian Sputniks, or I can't remember who did it, but they had done a testing bed of um, trying to create really good uh, assassin assassins in regards to the army, and they used women, and they they proved that women, once they got a taste of blood were the most powerful vicious warriors so much more than than men because of our mecha, the, our makeup so and when so, I was- so, so reggie that's why we talk about the mama bears right the yeah. mama bears are rising up to fight against the culture and the papa bears have been neutered yeah when i was a police officer the worst cops were the females <laughs> they were, oh, they were, they were so they Reggie, you're going to get in trouble for speaking the truth. You're betraying your, your uh, gender there, Reggie. Maybe, maybe you need to change. Joanne, change genders, I mean. Yeah, the, I think the, the very first time they ever let a woman in control wasn't that Eve. And look what happens. It didn't work out very good. <laughs> you're, you're misogynistic there, Joanne. Sounds to me like. See, oh, Eve got everything in trouble because Adam didn't step forward and say, hey, dude, shut up here. Get away from my wife. Who do you think you are hitting on my wife, right? Uh, hey, guys, you know this. Man. Hey, you know when a guy's hitting on your wife, don't you? Huh? I've seen guys hit on my wife. I, I know what that looks like. You mean Adam didn't figure that out? Adam didn't say, hey, Adam should have sucker punched the devil. If Adam had sucker punched the devil, we wouldn't be in this mess. And Eve would have loved and hugged him and said, oh, thanks for protecting me. You're so brave. Amen. Instead, Adam hid behind the woman, said, Lord, the woman you gave me, it's all your fault. You gave me that woman, right? And see, guys, they've told, see, you're not allowed to talk like this. You're not, you're not allowed to talk like this. This is plain, straight talk. You're not allowed to talk like this. Mm. I have, we have three daughters, two daughters, three. We have two daughters and a daughter-in-law. I love women. I have uh, seven, is that right? Seven granddaughters. I love my granddaughters. I want them to be the greatest thing they could ever be, but they're women. And I treat them like women, and I honor them like women, and I want them to be like their mommy and daddy. Mommy's, first and foremost, a tremendous mother. That's what I love about my wife, Michelle. She's the most unbelievable 
mother and grandmother. And sometimes she gets frustrated and says, you know, God, I should be doing more. I should be doing more. I say, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're freaking Super Bowl, Grandma. You're Super Bowl. You have any idea the impact of you on those little kids for the rest of their life and then their children and grandchildren? And the devil wants nothing more than to steal that out of the heart of a woman. That's so sad. That is so sad. That's so sad. Myra, go ahead and pray us out. Let's try it. Let's try it a different way here today, dear. I'm sorry, yes, coach. I, got, I got caught up in my own emotion here. That's quite all right, Coach. You're led by the Holy Spirit. Um, I wanted to start by saying uh, that I thank uh, JR and B. Edwards last call this Saturday for allowing me to talk about the um, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania event. I appreciate them giving me a voice. Um, so today... It's going to be Esther 4.11 through 14. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether men or women, shall come unto the king into the street court, who is not called. There is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may live, but I have not been called to come in unto the king these thirty days. And they told to Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest my place at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you've been called into the kingdom for such a time as this, What is it the Lord would have you to do? And I would say this, that if men will stand up and do what men have been called to do, then women won't have to stand up and do it. But there's more than transgenderism going on here, folks. We've got women acting like men and men acting like women. And that's why there's so much confusion everywhere we look. Not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the truth. It's the power of God unto salvation. And men are men and women are women. And never the twain shall meet. At least that's the way I understand it. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow.